0: Right, okay, well, look, you're in the right time of year then, aren't you, if you like presents? You know, because there are a few, I assume, some of you will be getting a present or two. Kids, let me ask you, what do you like about presents? They've got toys inside them. That's a great answer. Anyone anyone else? Because you don't know what's in them. That's very good. At your age, I would have had a peak, but anyway, never mind. Don't do that. That's wrong. Anyone else? Anyone else? Why do you, what do you like, what do you like presents? Yeah. You need new socks. Okay. I can't in any way segue that at all. I'm just going to have to just, just move on. Well, look, I, all I would say, it is surprising what people like about presents. You'd think it would be a pretty simple thing, wouldn't you? Here's the present, thank you very much. But, oh, no, 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 no. Giving presents is much more uh, complicated about th- than that. And I have worked out that there are at least five different categories of present receivers. At least five. You'll probably add to this, but the, here are my five. And I thought we'd just have a quick look at present receivers. The first one, the rapping fans. <laughs> now, I need to be clear, when I'm talking about rapping here, I'm not talking about a singer with gold teeth who was down with the kids in it. I'm, I'm old school. Rapping for me is the stuff that goes around a present, okay? So, um, yeah, y- y- there are rapping fans out there. You give them a present and they ooh and ah about the, the rapping. Look at the bow on it. Look at the colours of the wrapping. Look how well the edges have been done. Oh, it's lovely. Anyone got one of those in your family? Yes, a few of them. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Well, these are the people that say when you, when you come to unwrap the present, they say, oh, save the paper. <laughs> save the paper because we might use it again. Well, you never actually do, but we might use it again. Save the paper. No, no, we've got wrapping fans. That seems to have the biggest impact on some people when you give them a present. It's all about the wrapping. Then there are the box fans. The box fans. When my kids were small, they're both here, so I've got, you know, ability to embarrass them both. When my kids were very small, they were often more impacted by the cardboard box that the present came in than the actual present. Anyone recognize that? Particularly if the box is big, And So the present is taken out. And then they spend hours playing with the box. Getting in the box, out of the box, making camps in the box. Eventually, someone is going to tilt the box, this large box. And you've got a box on legs running around the living room. And you're thinking, that's going to crash into the tree in a minute. You can see that happening. And then, of course, if they're allowed to, they'll take it to the top of the stairs. And they'll say, I wonder, can I go, yes, it's quite good, isn't it? And the box going down the stairs, and then as they hit the bottom yeah no the box the box is amazing honestly there are some years that I thought I could have just bought a large box wrapped it up and given it to them and I think that would have given them as much joy as the actual present itself so that's my second category my third category is this the thoughtfulness people the thoughtfulness people now the joy of the present for these folk is how thoughtful the gift is yeah bit close to home this one (laughs) it's all about the mental effort that has gone in to choosing the gift and if you get it right this demonstrates and I don't always but if you demonstrate uh, this it shows that you know them you care about them you've chosen a gift that fits with them and their character or their interests or where they are you know let's say they're we're not into this okay just let me say this but let's say you're into ladybirds and it's got a ladybird on it Oh, look, it's got to, That means you are thinking about me. It often isn't the present itself. It is the thought that's gone in behind it that is the bigger deal for those people, the thoughtfulness people. Yeah. Yeah. No. So speaks the pastor of 40 years. Yeah. No, I think it's wise to move on now. <coughs> We'll move on to my category now. Safer territory, this one. And the the next category is the, have we finished the presents yet, people? Can we just finish? These are the people that accept presents, but generally seem pretty disinterested in the presents themselves. They can be a bit on the humbuggy side, can at times. So you give them a present, they open it, have a look at it, and say, oh, thanks very much, and then put it down, and that's it. That's it. That's it, yeah, I know you are too, Harry, I know that. But they are, they are pretty nonplussed with the whole experience. And they sort of communicate to the whole room, do we really have to do this whole present thing? I mean, can, is it over yet? Can we, have we finished with it yet? And they seem much more interested in lunch <laughs> or the opening of the chocolates. Oh, is that chocolate? Are there a lid coming off those chocolates yet? And, that's, and suddenly the eyes light up, but the presents, mm, not so bothered, not so bothered. Then the last group... The last group of people, I wonder if you'll recognize, these are the rip-it openers. The rip-it openers. Yeah, these are the people that cannot wait to get into the presence. These are people that have been chewing the side of their bed in anticipation. <laughs> God, God, can we open them? They just want to dive head first into that pile of presents under the tree and start ripping them open as soon as they possibly can. And, uh, you know, as soon as you give them permission, they're off, you know, shot, a shot out of a gun. Boom, they're in there. Yes, please. And uh, suddenly, when you, when you say yes, you can do that, they are ripping, wrapping off. They don't mix well with the wrapping fans at all. They are ripping. Wrapping uh, 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 rap, is coming off, and suddenly it's raining. Bits of wrapping and stuff as it's coming up in the air. And you look around, and your living room is full of wrapping detritus. Have you, you know that? You know, after about 10 minutes of that. And it seems to me that very often, though, it's about the thrill of the opening more than the actual present. Because they, they, as soon as one's open, they want to get on to the next one. So there you go. There are my five different types of present openers. And I think, I think I've probably covered pretty much everyone here. Sometimes, as a present giver, what you really want is for the person just to cut to the chase and say, I really like this present, and hopefully they don't say the opposite, but you want them to say, yeah, I really like this present. You don't want people to get bogged down in all these other good things that can happen. You know, as you read your way through the Christmas story, there are lots of things going on in the Christmas story. Have you noticed? Look at all the different elements that happen. You've got shepherds, you've got angels, you've got a Roman census. If you are a history buff, that stuff is really interesting to you. You've got Gabriel appearing and his messages being brought. You've got the birth of John the Baptist. You've got Zachariah and Elizabeth and all their backstory and all their pain. And if you're pastoral, you'll think, oh, yeah, I need to look at that. And you've got prophecy Hundreds of years old, now wending its way through the Christmas story. And that's, if you're a Bible scholar, you're thinking, well, that's interesting. You've got Joseph's dreams, if you're into spiritual gifts. You think, oh, dreams, that's interesting. Let's look at that. You've got Herod, if you like, Agatha Christie. Herod's plots and his scheming. Wow, what's going on there? You have got a lot of different things going on, haven't you, in the Christmas story? An awful lot of things. And sometimes you just need someone to cut through all of this stuff and to remind you, what's the real thing about? What's what's the real deal? What is Christmas all about? And we have one character, it seems to me, in the Christmas story who does exactly that. And that is the angel who turns up to the shepherds, these ordinary people. And he cuts through with a single message, and he says this. Hey, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. Boom. There you go. You've got it, haven't you? There's the message. Absolutely. Very little faffing about with that. You've got the when, the where, the who, and the why. Very succinctly explains to the angels, this is what Christmas is all about. And on the basis of that, I would like to take a look at this one line. Just let's have a look at the elements of this one line. Let's see what it is saying to us uh, today. So let's look at the when. So the angel says, is born this day. He reveals that this Savior, this long-awaited Messiah, has now been Born. He is here right now. Remember, the Jewish people have been waiting for thousands of years for this Messiah to come. They almost have a culture of waiting, of saying, well, he's not here yet. We believe that he will come, but, but he's not here yet, so we have to wait more. Suddenly, the angel has come and said, no, no, no more. Born today for you. I's this Savior. He is here at last. There is a nowness to this message. a nowness. He is here now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Some people, uh, they, they look at the, the gospel message and they say, "Well, uh, I'll do that tomorrow. They have a tomorrow mentality. I'll wait till I'm older, maybe on my deathbed. I'll wait till I'm good enough, and then I'll respond. No, no. The angel is saying, no, there's a nowness to this message. It is today, born today for you in your life. Did you know that God is wanting to break into your life today? It's Today, it's not tomorrow, it's today. So that's the first thing, that's the when. What about the where? Well he says in the city of David. Now why is that interesting to these shepherds? It's interesting because that's the city that's just over there. It's just over there, it's near. They don't, they don't have to go miles and miles to find this thing. The, the angel is saying, did you know how near the Messiah is to you? They had no idea that he was born just over there. This is a short walk for them to go and check it out and find out, and which they do of course. <clears throat> I want to say this to you. This gospel message is an immediate thing. You can go and find it out for yourself. It is both here and now. He is near. Did you know that the Messiah, Jesus, is near to you today? Because he is. This is very much not a somewhere far away and maybe later thing. The angel is introducing a sense of urgency to this message. So that's the where and that's the when. What about the who? Well, that's easy. For unto you, unto you is born this day in the city of David. For unto you, this is a thing for you personally. You know, some companies and corporations, they issue uh, press statements. They're corporate statements, aren't they? Statements made for the world and whoever wants to listen That is not the nature of this message. The angel is saying, this is for you personally. This is like God saying, I have a message that I've got specifically written for you. And today, this gospel message is knocking on your door. If you do not know him today, he is knocking on your heart saying, this is for you. It is for here and it is for now. And it is uh, for you. And you personally Need to respond to it. So that's the who, that's the where, and that's the when. What about the what and the why? What is here and now for us? Well, this angel explains that this Messiah has come and that he is two things. And that these two things he is will fulfill the deepest needs of the human heart, whether we realize it or not. The first thing he says this, is that this Messiah is the Saviour. A a Saviour has been born to you. Did you know all of us need a Saviour? All of us need rescuing. The Bible makes it clear, you know, that there is a problem between mankind and God. And that problem is sin, It's like there's a huge crevasse, a great valley that's uncrossable. And all of mankind is on one side and God is on the other. And we urgently need to cross this crevasse in order to get to God. But we can't because of this problem of sin. Well, we know that Jesus is born. And some 30 years after his birth, he's going to hang on a cross and God, Almighty God, is going to pour out His judgment and His anger on Jesus. All the judgment that we deserve for our sin is going to be poured out on this Messiah. He is going to take the punishment. He's going to take the hit that you and I actually deserve. So that when we believe and we receive, we ask for forgiveness, God Almighty says, Yes to you. Yes. To you, I will forgive you for your sin and I declare you, the Bible says, I declare you righteous in my sight. It is an extraordinary thing. It's why we celebrate this every year. It is an amazing thing that God has come and done. He has dealt with the problem of your sin. He has dealt with the separation that you and he uh, used to know. You will you have permission to smile. So that's the first of the two great needs that Jesus has come to satisfy. What's the second? Well, look what he says. Jesus is also Lord. Jesus is also Christ the Lord. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means this, that he is also God. Jesus is God. You have another deep need as a human being, and your need is this, to know God, to have relationship with him, to relate to him. See, you were never designed to do life alone. People don't do well, actually, alone. And in the beginning, we see Adam, the first man, walking with God. What, is it, what do we see We see Adam walking with God in the cool of the garden. We see him talking with his creator. We see him discussing probably the affairs of the day. He walks with him. That is how we were designed to be, not alone. And we see all the way throughout scripture, God has always had a people for himself. And what do we see happening to this people? We see God pouring out his care, his love, his tenderness, his grace, You too can know God if you do not already know him. You too can have relationship with him. Bible describes us as orphans before we know God. But when we know God, we're described as sons and daughters of the living God. There is a radical shift that God is offering to you today if you do not know him. To be a son or a daughter of God. So what is Christmas truly all about well the angel has given us it's about believing and receiving the one who is both Savior and Lord it is a message that is for you personally and it's a here and now urgent message for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord I want to leave that with you I want to urge you with all my heart if you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior hey why not do it today why not do it today I'm going to pray in a minute I'm going to pray in a very ordinary way and if you just want to make this prayer your own you can do it you can say yeah God I'm after that and I'm going to try and pray right now in a very non-religious way I'm not even going to say amen at the end of the prayer I want to make it really accessible so why don't we just close our eyes together So God, I come, and uh, I just want to say yes to you. God, I I just want to say that I somehow find myself believing in you, and I want to receive you today. Jesus, I don't understand it all. I don't understand all this stuff, but if there's anything that I've done wrong in your sight, please will you forgive me? Will you make me clean? And God, I'm I'm just asking that you help me to get to know you. Help me to uh, be your son or daughter. Help me to uh, walk with you in the way that's been described. Uh, God, I, I just ask that today will be a turning point in my life. So that I will now do life with you and I'll never be alone again. Yeah, that's what I want. If you want to make that prayer your own can I just ask everyone just to close your eyes if you want to make that prayer your own can I just encourage you to do some business with God in your heart and just say yep that's me that's all you've got to say Lord yeah that's me while all eyes are closed if you did pray that can I just just could you just wave at me Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Please open your eyes. Okay, the last thing I'd like to say this morning is um, I just want to point out the Alpha course. And um, that's a course, who's heard of the Alpha course? Lots of you, I'm sure, have heard of the Alpha course. It's a, it's a course that really gives you an opportunity to ask all your questions, to ask lots of questions about life and about God. If you want to know more, uh, it's a lovely course, actually. It's gentle, it's not in pushy in any way, but it just gives opportunity. In fact, it gives opportunity for people to put people like me on the spot and say, well, what about you know science and what about this and what about that? And You can ask all your questions. There is food involved as well. It starts at 7.30 on the 24th of January love you to come along to that if you perhaps also are just wanting to re-investigate your faith maybe you had a faith and you're coming back to God at the moment I would really really recommend this course it's a super course so um, I think we have some kind of sign up procedure at the back um, so p- please investigate that Ian can you stand up as well so Ian's involved with Alpha so please see him as well if in case we can't see that And on that note, I am going to draw things to a close. God bless you. I hope you have a great Christmas. Remember, there is no service tomorrow on Christmas Day or on Sunday. Uh, We will meet again in January. And we do have mulled wine and mince pies and tea and coffee at the back. God bless you. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas.